Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, queers and steers, trans and fans, how are you fucking doing? It's good to see you. Welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. It's good to have you around. I love your company. Thanks for tuning in. How's your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever fucking day it is you're listening to this shit? Thanks for uh, coming by. You're you're always good company. Anyway, how's uh how's your time on social media? Are you sick of Twitter yet? Can we talk about you know what's going on with Twitter? About what's happening with Elon Musk and him buying it? Um, you know, I've been seeing this shit on uh, my Twitter feed where people are saying if Elon Musk really owns Twitter and he and he does what he's gonna do, I swear to God. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to delete my account and you'll never see me on here again. I have to say to everyone who's coming out now saying, I'm going to walk away from Twitter. If you think Twitter is bad now, you're only realizing how shit Twitter is now, then you have been wasting your life. You have spent the hours that you have been given throughout the day scrolling through your phone, looking at the worst fucking opinions in the world, and now you are going to delete your Twitter account because someone who you don't like has bought it. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of Elon Musk either, but honestly, Twitter's always been shit, okay? It's always sucked. It's a sewerage of opinions. I know there are people on there who I know who I know who follow me who spend fucking hours and hours throughout the day getting into these petty stupid arguments where no one gives a fuck trying to come across as like they, you know, have this moral uh, objectivity to say something that they don't fucking agree with. They get into these stupid arguments, no one wins. Uh, you know, they, they try to get ratio on ratios. Is that what the kids call it on Twitter? They try to get ratios on other people's tweets. Fucking. I, I lo- and here's another thing that I'm really confused about as well that I don't seem to understand either. I love how everyone, like, but you know when you're back in school and you had some presenter coming and being like, you know, cyberbullying is wrong. It's really bad. No, you can't call the girl that you don't like in your year fat because, you know, just because she's wearing a dress that you don't like. No, you can't call her fat on Facebook. And if you do, then your parents will be getting an email and you'll be grounded. And then it got to a point where the fucking police would get involved. And if you actually, like, were mean to someone on, say, Facebook, like, like say if, I don't know, some kid in your year posted a photo of him with some fucking aviators on, he's taking a few photos on photo booth on his fucking Mac computer, and he uploads that to Facebook. If you had commented on that photo saying, nice photo, you fucking dickhead, then, yeah, you could potentially be charged five thousand fucking dollars. I'm not even keen. We, I, I remember when I was back in school, I had um, we had some, we had some woman come in, you know, probably divorced, probably you know, sinks about two bottles of Shiraz a day, probably pops a few Percocets, maybe Xanaxes, whatever. You could tell she was going through a tough time. So her way to deal with her tough times was to come into schools and give a talk about how being mean to each other on the internet is wrong and it's bad. And if you do it, the popo, the 5-0 are going to get involved and they're going to come to your house. They're going to, you know, bring a SWAT team 
raid your home, probably kill your family because, you know, you know what the cops are like with guns. They like to rough people up because they too got bullied in school. Do you see how bullying's wrong? We were always taught in school that bullying is wrong. And then when social media came in and ruined everyone's fucking lives and sent everyone's mental health up the fucking wazoo, we were taught that cyberbullying is wrong. No, you can't you can't call Janine fat in that formal dress because if you do, you're going to be get you're going to get into a lot of trouble, right? The, the cops are getting involved, the school get involved. You don't want to be a cyberbully. But you go onto Twitter, the entire fucking site is is cyberbullying. Twitter is cyberbullying. I don't understand it. I don't understand this concept of how you shouldn't be mean, you shouldn't harass people, uh, you can't call people names, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it is they used to say to you back in the day. The entire internet is cyberbullying. I'm pretty sure that Dan Andrews and Andrew Yang might be the biggest victims of cyberbullying. Those two get treated like they're Osama bin Laden and Saddam Hussein, like they're a fucking love couple trying to make another uh, love child or some shit. You know what I mean? So, let's be honest, Elon Musk has had for like, I'd say about a year, like this idea that he's going to buy Twitter, and then he was going to buy it, and then he had issues with the contract, and then they were in further negotiations, and then finally, he bought it. He bought the site. It is official. He is now the CEO of Twitter. Elon Musk owns Twitter. He owns the worst site in the world, but I will say this. If I if you had if you had me like you know pick out my favorite social media website, God, I'm such a fucking boomer saying what what's the website that all the kids are on nowadays? Who the fuck uses the term website anymore? Whatever. What's my favorite social media network or Apple? Whatever the fuck, I would say Twitter. But even though that is my favorite, Twitter is still a sewerage of opinions. It is still a shithole. It is still a place where these losers. That never got invited to parties, didn't drink their first beer until they were 30. Those are the kind of people who spend their entire days on Twitter getting into arguments about how socialism is good and how we need to give more money to the Ukraine so Vladimir Zelensky can get more photo shoots with Vogue while, you know, everything around him is being burnt to fucking rubble. Right? Those are the kind of people who hang around on Twitter. And then you got the other side who, you know, just really have had no direction in life. They uh, work shitty casual jobs. They're in their mid-30s, maybe early 40s. Uh, they had some shitty degree that was absolutely worthless, but they only did it because they wanted to impress and get their parents off their backs. You got those kind of people who are so enveloped now in like these, you know, in, in COVID and trying to become like these COVID freedom fighters. Like, you know, anytime there's a lockdown, it's like, this is government controlled, this is literally 1984. Like, those fucking people, they're always getting into arguments with people who, you know, have the fucking uh, profile picture that said, I got vaccinated. You know, they're always getting into arguments with those people being like, you are a sheep, you do not know what freedom is, I am fighting for freedom, I am a soldier, I am trying to fight this government control scheme, which is covid like, you got those people getting into all these fucking arguments about that. Essentially, Twitter is the place for people entering their 30s who have not been laid yet and probably won't get married. That is what Twitter is all about. It is a home for those people. Is that, let me ask you this. Ask yourself this truthfully. Do you really want to spend the rest of your life surrounding yourself with those kind of fucking people? Really? That's the hill you want to die on. 
A bunch of people who have not been laid, who are prevalent, who pro who are most definitely, I can guarantee you, never gonna put a ring on it. Do you really want to spend your days hanging around those fucking losers? Okay? I go onto Twitter and I see political arguments, and sometimes the arguments are so shit that all they're gonna fight back with are fucking gifts. You know what? Okay, it's 2022. Stop using fucking gifts. Gifts were cool back in 2007 to around, I'd say around 2013. All right, you had six years of gifts being cool. It's 2022. Let the fucking trend die. All right. But it's cool now because you've got all these you got all these boomers that you know send gifts to each other on their work chats in some fucking shitty corporate job. You know they work for some you know corporation. They've got some group chat and everyone in there they all don't like each other. They don't give a fuck about each other. They only talk to each other about these stupid menial tasks that actually mean nothing at the end of the day. And the only way they communicate to each other about anything is through gifts. And they all laugh at it, being like, "Ha ha ha, moving pictures isn't that something comical? That's very funny. Oh, we never had that back in my day. It's just it's the dumbest shit. All right." But that's still prevalent on Twitter. Have you... I'm giving you multi, a multitude, a multitude of reasons as to why Twitter sucks. Why the fuck are you still on there? The reason I'm still on there, I don't use it anymore. I fucking hate Twitter. But the only reason I use Twitter is because I get it for political news, uh, UFC. That's about it. It's where I get all my info from. People who write these tweets about, you know, whenever there's a tragic event on, it's the same shit being like, Enough is enough and we must stand together and all this shit. And it just is so simplistic. And then a few days later, it'll turn into like, Which political side did wrong this time? The Republicans and the GOP are a bunch of fascists? Or, you know, it'll be the other side will say the same shit of like, the, the Democrats are a bunch of pedophiles and Joe Biden likes snipping little girls or whatever the fuck. It's just people get into stupid arguments. Why do you want to spend your, your energy around that shit? Why? Mm. Anyway. So now Elon Musk has bought it. And, uh, you know, I just... Oh, God. Where do you start with Elon Musk? I mean... We're not even a week in to him buying Twitter. And I'm starting to think from his mind, he's probably starting to think that, man, maybe this was a really bad purchase. Maybe I really shouldn't have done this. Because he is flip-flopping all over the place. And then he's like posting these memes because everyone's complaining that they don't want to pay eight bucks for a blue check per month. Like, he's introduced this new rule where it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to charge people eight dollars a month for uh, a blue check. And you, look, can I just be honest with you? If you, if the only if okay, if you walk around in life and one of your proudest accomplishments is the fact that Twitter gave you a blue check mark, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Go to the top of a building and dive head first. Okay? You, that is nothing to be proud of. Right? And if that is the thing that you have been chasing in life, a verification badge from a social media company, then you're a dead shit. You're an absolute dead shit. You got nothing going for you. Right? 
You achieved everything that you wanted, which is just to get some nice little tit next to your shitty username, which nobody gives a fuck about. But now it's gotten to a point where Elon's probably going to start charging $8 a month. It was $20, and then he's taken it down to $8. And people are getting into this big argument about it. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you either want the badge or you don't. You'll pay eight bucks or you won't. Who gives a shit? But here's another problem. Elon Musk was constantly harping on about freedom of speech. People can do whatever they want. People can express themselves. He even tweeted, comedy is back. You can tell edgy jokes. You can talk, you know, you can joke about lynching. You can joke about, you know, planting a cross in somebody's front lawn and burning it. You know, and standing there in a white hood. You can, you know, joke about sending a bunch of uh, QAnon people with guns to our drag queen events where, you know, they'll potentially start a mass shooting. You can joke about that shit. Comedy is back. Alright? You can be edgy again. You can share edgy memes. And it's just like, you kind of look at Elon Musk and you think, you honestly have to be the most pathetic billionaire there is. Honestly. And... I'm not one of these people that jumps off the or jumps on the bandwagon and immediately hates Elon Musk because he's hated. I don't hate him. I respect what he's done. Yes, uh, he earned his wealth through nepotism because his parents earned my earned mines. Sorry, earned. Own, where the fuck did earn come from? Excuse me. Uh, his parents own mind. Oh, oh my god. <sighs> it's been a long day, kids. It's been a long day. All right, forgive me. All right. It's a nice day. I've been on the beach. I feel good. Very relaxed, you know. But essentially what I'm trying to say is his parents owned a bunch of mines in South Africa, right? That's how he got his start. He, uh, they helped him out. But look, he used his resources well. He used the resources that were given to him very well, right? So credit to him because there are a lot of kids out there who, have, who do come from a great background and they don't do anything with it. But Elon Musk did. He made something, you know, he made something, he, you know, he did something, he did well for himself, alright? He used the uh, opportunities around him, he used his uh, parents' wealth, and he created something even bigger out of it. Good on him. Honest to God, good on him for doing that, you know? But uh, now, he is trying to be this meme edgelord, where he's trying to get a bunch of the cool... He's, he's like that little nerd in high school. He's like one of those dorks in high school who no one really gives a fuck about. And he probably hasn't been laid. And he probably gets his head slammed into the lockers all the time. No one picks him when in, you know, PE class whenever they're trying to make dodgeball teams. He's always on the reserve bench. But he got to a point where he just went, you know what? I'm going to start to be cool and I'm going to get people to like me. And... He just runs around the school and he's kind of like the cool kid's bitch. And he, you know, does whatever they want him to do. So he'll, he'll always get himself in trouble. But he thinks he's worth it. He thinks it's worth it because he's with the cool kids. That is who Elon Musk reminds me of. Elon Musk just reminds you of that, right? So now he's trying to fit in with a certain group of people on Twitter, which it's like, dude... You're in your 50s and you're trying to make yourself seem cool to a bunch of people who don't really give a fuck about you and who are kind of using you. You kind of got to, you know, at some point, it's like, 
Yeah, you got money. Yeah, you're doing well for yourself. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But at some point, you kind of got to look at yourself and think, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I trying to fit in with a bunch of people who are using me? It's like, bro, look, you can't be doing this shit, all right? You're in your mid-50s. You're buying an entire social media website. It's not working out for you too old. But you did all this because you wanted to fit in with a bunch of people who were using you. And those people are the Republicans. The Republicans are just using him. And this idea that he's doing this for freedom of speech, he's doing this all based on principles and morals, you have to be a fucking idiot if, he's, if you really think he's doing that. If you really think he's bought... A, if you think he's spent half his net worth all in the name of, you know, principle and morals and freedom of speech and all this shit... You have to be a dumbass. You actually have to be, like, you, you got to be thick in the head to really think that. He's not doing any of this for freedom of speech. He's honestly doing this because the midterms are next week, which we'll talk about when they happen. He's doing this because he knows that there's probably going to be a big red wave. And once the Republicans get in, they're going to give him a bunch of government subsidies. So... If he capitalizes on his uh, resources, like he has a good habit of doing, like he did with his parents, right? If he buys Twitter, you know, unrestricts all these Republicans who have been banned off of Twitter, gives them a uh, platform to promote whatever there it is they're, they're going to promote. I'm not saying that I was for deplatforming in the first place when it came to the when it came to these people like Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene, but he's going to give them a, a, a platform for them to, you know, talk about their policies and all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, whenever he needs a favor, they'll give it to him. They'll give him a bunch of government stimulus money, like they did during COVID. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to work out well for him. So he's not doing it in the name of principle. He's doing it in the name of money and government subsidies. Pretty fucking simple. Mm -hmm. Fuck, I'm thirsty today. Anyway, uh, he was laying off a bunch of... Uh, people as well, which was pretty fucking interesting. Hang on. Elon Musk. Twitter! Twitter! Let's get this one up. Uh, here we go. David, more drama at Twitter. It's one thing to be fired from your job. That's bad enough. To be, to be fired via email, that's another. Oh. That's the next level. Yeah, this that's is uh, playing out like some crazy not. reality TV yeah. show. You yeah. can't make this stuff up. So with Twitter, the latest is that it's temporarily closed its offices worldwide mm -hmm. and that it's also cut off its workers' access to its system. So they can't log in. Uh, and by that, some uh, workers have assumed they've probably already been fired because of that. They can't work access their work email. Uh, so Twitter uh, has told his workers they'll receive an email uh, that'll cover whether they'll still have a job or not and uh, they were meant to have received that by 3am Eastern Daylight Time, a deadline which has already passed. Now Twitter employs 7,500 people worldwide and Elon Musk, the new owner, is looking to cut half of them in a ruthless cost-cutting exercise and uh, it'll be affecting a wide range of functions from engineering, communications, content creation and Australian staff have also been affected as as well and it's the latest in a series of firings on day one in the last week or two when Elon Musk became the owner of Twitter he fired the CEO chief financial officer and the head of legal who was responsible for the decision to ban Donald Trump from Twitter mm -hmm. uh, on top of that uh, there's more 
There's now a lawsuit that's been filed in the US courts in a San Francisco federal court where five Twitter workers, some current, some former, are alleging that the company uh, failed to give them enough notice before they got laid off. So under US law, an employer needs to give 60 days or two yeah. months notice uh, when there's a mass layoff going on. But it seems Elon Musk has given them one week tops uh, by the sound of things and they're seeking appropriate notice of dismissal and uh, severance pay. Mm. Now, ever since he took over, Musk has been clearing house at Twitter, and now he says that this uh, Twitter has suffered a massive drop in revenue. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's according to the words of Elon Musk himself in a recent tweet. So he did use those words, massive drop in revenue, uh, because advertisers have been pausing their spending, uh, essentially a, a boycott from some major advertisers, but he didn't give uh, any uh, particular numbers on how massive it is. Uh, so he's blamed this on activist groups, uh, pressuring advertisers and he said that Twitter's done everything it could to appease them. He also didn't say who these activist groups were and he's accused them of waging a war on free speech which is a pretty sensational comment. Uh, as for the advertisers who've paused their advertising, there are some big names here. The latest is Volkswagen, uh, the car company. Its brands include Audi, Lamborghini, Porsche and uh, Bentley. And on top of that, in the last week or so, General Mills, the US cereal company, has also uh, paused its advertising as well as General Motors, another massive car company. So all in all, a very chaotic start to Elon Musk's reign of the social media company. Yeah. It's been a pretty chaotic entrance when it came to buying Twitter, all right? He lays off all the staff, then, you know, advertisers are pulling out. And since advertisers are pulling out, his original statement of, like, it's about freedom of speech, comedy is back. Now he's getting to a point where he tweeted the other day where he was like, you know, uh, I have to make this crystal clear. We're still going to stick by Twitter's rules and all that. And it's, it's funny to me because it's like, as soon as you lose money, as soon as money comes into play, you don't give a fuck about freedom of speech anymore. I can guarantee you, you're not going to care about it, right? So this idea that he was doing it for principles and freedom of speech, man. I want to be able to say the N-word again and uh, call someone a fag if I don't agree with them. What's wrong with that? I mean, Elon Musk buying Twitter, bro. He's a fucking boss. Even though, like, a lot of his other experiments, or what else did you call them? You know, his designs. What's that tunnel that he did under Vegas? That was a fucking flop. He's like, it's it's to clear traffic. We're doing this to, um, you know, uh, increase faster travel times. Like, and then you look at the tunnel that he created, and it's, it's it just congested traffic even more. It didn't really do anything, like... I respect, look, at the end of the day, I know I'm shitting on him, but I respect the guy. I think he's a very smart man, but at the same time, he lacks any emotional intelligence. I don't think he's really properly thought this through. Um, I know a lot of people are giving him shit, but this idea that, you know, there's a lot of people in the political world who claim that they're, like, very principled and they just, they act, you know, they're like, I'm all about morals and my beliefs and freedom of speech and standing up for what's right and all this shit. No one really believes in anything, all right? When money comes into it, no one really believes in anything. I can guarantee you no one really, you know, st no, they, they, no one's that internally strong on a principled basis. Do you know what I mean? So... I just think at the end of the day, like, to say that, like, he believes in free speech, I think it's absolute horseshit. I think free speech is just a fucking buzzword. And, you know, he's just kind of catering towards the culture war when he talks about, like, you know, activists are ruining 
revenue. They're, uh, you know, campaigning uh, to get rid of advertisers. They're fucking everything up. And it's like, yeah, look, activists are fucking annoying. And I've said this before, but if you have in your bio that you are an activist, then you know what I think when I see that? Douchebag. Douchebag. Absolute douchebag. All right? Yes, activists are fucking annoying, but really it's just like you're not handling the platform well. Okay? You're not handling the platform well. And to blame this on woke culture, which I fucking hate that word. Like... This is the thing about a lot of people on social media. They think they have good arguments, but if you look at their arguments, their entire vocabulary is nothing but fucking buzzwords they learnt off of social media, like Twitter and Reddit and Instagram and all this shit. Like, you see all these words go around being like, that's woke, cringe, what an L, bro. It's so fucking annoying. Like, people don't have brains. They just have buzzwords that they use, and it's extremely cheap. There's no depth to any of their arguments. They just use these terms and these labels and all these other idiots see that and they go, okay, I know what he means. Like, there's no real thorough context to anything. There's no depth. There's no nuance. There's no balance. There's just a bunch of fucking words that people are using because they're trending. It's fucking pathetic. It's, it's extremely shallow, but hey, it's cheap and it's easy. And as soon as you chuck a label on something, argument over. Discussion ended. Conversation done. So, I just think at the end of the day, it's not really working out too well for him. I think as soon as he started seeing the revenue drop and the advertisers leaving, I think that's when he started to think, fuck, maybe this isn't really going as well as I thought. Alright? But if you are honestly leaving Twitter now, and you haven't known, you know, how shit Twitter is for all this time, and you're only figuring it out now... You're going to have to... I think you're going to go back to the drawing board when it comes to your life. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? you got to go back to the fucking drawing board. Anyway, let's move on. What else happened this week? What else happened? I didn't really give myself uh, links to any articles because uh, I kind of just wanted to go off... Uh, I wanted to go off the top of my head. Oh yeah, Melbourne Cup happened. What the... Can we just talk about how shit the Melbourne Cup is? Can we just be honest? It's a shit day. It sucks. And if you work in the corporate world, you know it's shit. The only thing that you look forward to is drinking a couple of champagnes, maybe a few beers, maybe if you're feeling really edgy, you might have a few shots at the end of the night, maybe a couple of fireballs, you know? But let's be real, alright? What the fuck is even Melbourne Cup anyway, alright? You go to some lunch, right? With people who you don't really give a fuck about. You only know about one person. You know, you think they're decent. They're, they're, they're okay, chat. They're okay to talk to. They're not great. I mean, you never really hang out with them outside of work hours. But, hey, you're going somewhere. You're going to a restaurant. You're going to a bar where your lunch is paid for. And it's exciting because everyone gets to put a little tip in the hat. And maybe they'll you'll, you'll win five bucks on a fucking horse who you know nothing about. I mean, do you even watch horse racing? Do you go to the races? You know? I mean, any the only people who enjoy the Melbourne Cup are a bunch of basic white bitches from Melbourne who only drink Aperol spritzes, okay? But if you don't give a shit, then you, you, know, you go to some lunch that you don't want to go to. Everyone there, you don't give a fuck about them. You're going to make conversation with them and you're bored. It sucks. 
And then when Melbourne Cup's done, they fucking execute half the horses anyway afterwards. It's a shit day. It's boring. You know, it's 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 not exciting. And you just lose money. And then, when you kick on afterwards, when you kick on after the Melbourne Cup, after the big race is over, everyone's drunk. That's when things are getting really raunchy. Maybe someone's got a bag. You might sneak into a toilet cubicle, do a few lines. I hope you use that $5 note that you won from the race. You know? And then, you're really blacked out then. You're really fucked up. You're falling over. You're tripping over chairs. You try hitting on your EA. She's only 21 years old. You're 50. You try to hit that up. Then she complains. Your career's over. You're in a HR office. Next thing you know, you're in court. And you're having to pay fees for sexual harassment in a court case. Is it really worth it? Is Melbourne Cup really a good day? I don't think so. But it's big in the corporate world because essentially the corporate world is world is just school in suits. It's a private school in suits. Everyone's too scared to speak their mind. They don't love their job. They got to sit in meetings that, which are essentially fucking worthless where you all learn nothing. You just thinking about about, you know, how you can recycle your coffee cups better. You're thinking about, uh, you know, how to uh, make your brand reach out across social media. You're talking about, you know, workplace harassment and all that shit. you got to have those yearly meetings about how racism's bad, sexism's bad, sexual harassment, all that shit. You don't give a fuck, but it's big in the corporate world because guess what? You get to go have a couple of champagnes with people that, you know, they're decent, they're not fun. But hey, after one or two Proseccos, it'll get, you know, it'll help you out. You'll become a bit more lively. You can actually talk to these people. You don't give a fuck about them, but the Prosecco's going to help, won't it? You're outside. You're wearing your Prada sunglasses. You're wearing a dumb hat. Those uh, little flower flowers that people put on their hats during the Melbourne Cup because it's the races. You're sitting next to Eileen. She's talking your ear off. She's talking to you about how her son just made the first rugby to whatever fucking private school he's in. You don't give a shit. She's talking about her marital, marital problems. You know, her husband, her and her husband have probably haven't had good sex in about 10 years. And you're sitting there chugging Prosecco after Prosecco. You don't give a fuck, but you just sit there and on your head going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's really sad. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, congratulations to your son who just made first rugby. That's great. You know, you don't give a fuck about Eileen and the fact that her and her husband haven't had sex with passion in 10 years. But guess what? The Prosecco's getting you through it. And in case you don't want to really listen to her anymore, but you got to act like you do, you can just sit there and watch the races. But hey, at least you're watching the Melbourne Cup and you get to have a few Proseccos, alright? At least you get to do that. So, uh, you know, good, good, you know, as long as you're having a good day, as long as you're having a good day, then that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You get to drink a few beers. Don't worry about it. But the Melbourne Cup sucks, alright? You're surrounded by people who you don't give a fuck about. But you, the only thing that's getting you through it is alcohol. Is that really the life you want to live? You know, one day a year? One day a year where it might give you a chance to connect with the people that you work with. You might get to know them a little bit better, but you got to be drunk to do so. 
and the only thing distracting you from any conversation that you don't want to have is a bunch of horses racing around a track where they're probably all going to be shot in the head afterwards. Is that really the hill you want to die on? You got to sit next to uh, Michelle. Michelle's there. She just had a second child. She's excited. You know? The only thing keeping that marriage alive are those two new those two kids, the newborn. Wait until they leave school. Wait until those kids get older and it'll all be over. I can guarantee you. Anyway. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet today. Another thing that's been happening is uh, people love to have a, have a slap on the pokies. They love to have a slap on the pokies. They love to have a go. You know, uh, gambling in Australia is massive. People like to waste their money. It's a huge problem in New South Wales. It's a massive problem. You know, uh, it's gotten to a point as well where they're not even going to have, uh, you know, call 1-800-whatever-the-fuck-it-is for any gambling problems. They're going to get rid of that. And um, then now it's getting to a point uh, where facial recognition tech is going to be installed on poking machines. That's right. You're going to be able to... Your face will now be on camera. They'll be able to recognize you through facial recognition. So, uh, that's kind of fucking terrifying. That's, um, that's not great. But, um, that is the way it was always going to evolve, if you really think about it, because poking machines are fucking everywhere. You have Clubs New South Wales, who are the dirtiest pack of grubs in, like, in the fucking country, I'd say in the world too, who essentially, you know, develop all these, uh, properties across New South Wales, particularly in our low-income earning areas like Western Sydney, and they know the biggest addicts there, so they set up all these pokey venues, and now they're going to have uh, facial recognition on these machines. It's fucking terrifying. It's really scary, but that's the point. That This is where we're at, so let's read through it. Um, let's see. Anyone who's been terrified, this is from The Latch, anyone who's been terrified by George Orwell's 1984 or its subsequent Wikipedia page know that living in a surveillance state isn't a good thing. However, back in August, Club's ACT challenged the notion that technology-based supervision is never, never warranted. Club's ACT proposed a system where problem gamblers can volunteer to have their faces scanned by facial recognition software in various Canberra clubs. If they enter a gambling area of one of these venues, the staff will be alerted and the patron will be asked to leave. The system is based around the idea that an, that, a, that an individual who chooses to self-exclude from a club who was already part of the self-exclusion regime would be photographed if they went into a gambling area only. It's really just to reinforce their own self-exclusion request. Additionally, Clubs ACT isn't the only company that's wanting to implement such a system. From next year, poking machines across New South Wales will be installed with facial recognition technology. Well, that's scary. That's not great. Um, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, this idea that they're doing it for... Uh, fucking, uh, oh, it's to help addicts, it's to really help the people who are struggling, and, you know, they just, they can't help themselves, so it's just good to catch them, 
on camera when you can. You know, that is absolute horseshit. We know it's horseshit. Really, what it is, they just want to collect a bunch of data from these people and from these addicts, right? If they recognize the same person going time after time after time, especially to different venues across New South Wales, and it's all in the same system, then they're going to be able to collect your data and the amount of times that you go, and that is a terrifying thought. That's not great. It was, uh... It's pretty fucking, like, you know... The fact that, you know, the government works with Clubs New South Wales... And Clubs New South Wales just pumps through so much money. And if you try to, you know, expose Clubs New South Wales for who they really are and all the corruption that they get up to when they don't follow any of the laws that are set up by the government, then you get taken to court, even if you're dying. They'll take you for everything that you got, right? Honest to God, Clubs New South Wales are pretty much run the fucking state. That's pretty much who runs the state. Clubs New South Wales. Not the government, they just tell the government what to do, and if the government plays along, they get a nice pat on the head and they get some money, alright? Clubs New South Wales is the New South Wales government's sugar daddy at the end of the day, right? And now they're allowing Clubs New South Wales to set up a bunch of pokey machines where they're going to be able to collect your data. It's fucking terrifying. It's terrifying, it's scary, uh, you know, it's just silly. Alright! Oh, God. Alright! Oh, it's that time, kids! It's the, it's the, uh, it's Wish.com Therapy. I nearly forgot the fucking name just then. Anyway, this is the segment where I give you advice, anything you need answered. I don't give a shit how it is. How to cook the perfect steak, how to water your plants, how to pass your grades in school, how to break up with someone, how to ask someone out. I don't give a shit what it is. It's wish.com therapy. This is where you come when you can't afford a, afford a therapist, all right? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite segment, so uh, let's crack into it. All right, what do we got here? Should I accept my girlfriend sleeping in bed with another man? No! What are you, nuts? Fuck no. It's, I mean, dude, this is uh, just from that, just from the title alone. I already have the answer to this. But I'm going to read on. Maybe there's some context that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm not considering here. Maybe I'm speaking too soon, so let's read ahead. Oh, whoops, sorry. I'm 24 years old, and I'm in a long-distance relationship with my 25-year-old girlfriend. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Despite the distance, we have a strong relationship. However, dot, 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 uh-oh. Dot, dot, dot. I love how, like, all of these are set up to be like, you know, they're like a fucking, these, these are like a horror movie. It's like the family moved into a home. They loved it dearly until they didn't. And then like all these fucking ghosts just start coming out, coming out to haunt them. These are what he's just reminding me of, you know, those kind of fucking movies. Anyway, my girlfriend has a male friend. Let's call him Max. He's 25 years old, 25 years old, whom she has known since she was young. They seem to have a fairly platonic relationship, although my girlfriend has said Max is a bit of a player and would probably sleep with her if he could. Yeah, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get, like, get out of this. Walk away. Go. Go. Why the fuck would she tell you that anyway? Like, why... Why, like... If, I mean, look, I don't know how long you and your girlfriend have been together for, but it sounds like this guy's always been a problem, and 
look, I know your girlfriend, like, sleeping in bed with him. You know, I know that's not good. We'll get into that. But at some point, you got to hold yourself to account and really ask yourself, why the fuck do I want to be with someone when she's really close to someone else who also wants to bang her and he's never going to go away? Do you know what I mean? At some point, you gotta you got to call it for what it is, all right? So, this guy's got his dick hard, he's horny, and he wants to bang your girlfriend, and they're probably going to sleep in the same bed together. All right. Dude, I'm not a betting man, but if I were to put my money on it, I would say this guy probably fucked your girl. I'd hate to I hate to say it, but that's 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 what I'm that's what my instincts telling me, all right? Uh he's he has on occasion made strange comments. For example, asking her to wear a sexy dress when they meet up and asking if she wants to play strip poker. Oh my god, dude, get out of this. Walk away. Fuck this shit. I mean, Dude, that's this this guy does not give a fuck about your relationship. All right, this guy's an absolute dirtbag. He's a piece of shit. He just wants to sleep with your girlfriend. All right, he doesn't care about her. He does not like her. He does not have feelings for for her. He wants to absolutely rock her world in the bedroom. Okay, and the fact that your girlfriend's going along with this that I that, dude. I haven't I, I haven't seen this many... We're not even, like, halfway through this thing and there's so many fucking red flags in this. This is... This is... This is ridiculous. Dude, this is insane. You can't put up with this shit. No, dude. Walk the... You should have walked the fuck away a long time ago. Despite this, she's adamant their relationship is strictly platonic. me to come over, you know, twerk on his art, twerk on his face, you know, get me to strip naked, wear some red panties, but you know, he's just a friend, I swear to God. Oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, this is, this is more, this is entertaining of fucking anything. I love this shit. Come on, dude. You can't fucking be with someone like this. This, get the, this, dude, this isn't the, this isn't the mother of your children. All right, get the fuck out of this. No, 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 absolutely not. By the way, any boundaries that were in your relationship, they've been fucking obliterated. Max recently stayed with my girlfriend for the night. Ah, uh, yeah, relationship's over, dude. And they slept in the same bed. Get the fuck out. Which while... Which while... Wait, which while bigger than a single is definitely smaller than a double? So wait, hang on, let me read that again. Max recently stayed with my girlfriend for the night. They slept in the same bed. Which, while bigger than a single bed, than a single, is definitely smaller than a double. Okay. Later, she went out with Max and a couple of other male friends. What happened afterwards? They do fucking tag team with who's going to bang her next? Dude, this is just... Oh my god, this doesn't even sound real. Uh, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever fucking read. While in the car with them, she texted me to say she was turned on because she was hanging out with this guy... These, the guys, and wondered how I managed without sex since men want it more. Dude, what the fuck? I, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's really any questions that I get that really leave me speechless, but this might be a first. This is, I, I, dude, this can't be fucking real. This is, this, I'm, this, I'm calling bullshit on this. There's no way she fucking told you that. There's absolutely no way. Come on, bro. Are you fucking serious?
While in the car with them, she texted me to say she was turned on because she was hanging out with the guys and wondered how I managed without sex since men often want it more. Then to add it all, Max and my girlfriend often post stories of their time together to Insta. While nothing in the stories is actually cheating, they are pretty weird. For example, one story was a loop of my girlfriend sticking her chest out. She was wearing a low-cut top while Max appears to be saying yes. Okay. Dude, uh, I reckon you and your you, you girl and this guy have uh, probably banged. They've probably done it a few times. I'm... Uh, Dude, the, 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 this is this is not the girl you should be with. All right, I don't know you. I don't know you at all, but I'm telling you right now, get the fuck out of it. Get out. Get out. Get out. Walk. Um. Okay. This is especially annoying since my girlfriend comes from a more conservative country and therefore doesn't post any pictures of us two together on social media. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think it's because she comes from a conservative country. I think it's just because she's settling for you. I hate to tell you this, but she's settling for you, okay? She really wants to be with this guy, but you clearly give something that Max doesn't. You probably earn more money. You probably have uh, more stability so she can rely on you for that. Max is probably just more of a good time. He's probably more exciting. Uh, I, it sounds like I'm shitting on you. I'm not. This girl's just extremely immature and she's... This is... Dude, you gotta walk... Dude, dude. There have been many, many opportunities... For me reading this, there have been many opportunities for you to walk the fuck away from this, okay? This is bullshit. Alright, go. Go. What are you still doing here? Walk. Get out. Get through the chopper. Fucking walk. Whatever it is you gotta do. Anyways, I was obviously very upset by all this and told her so. She said that she thinks there is nothing wrong sleeping in the bed with Max. Okay, this girl does not love you at all, alright? She does not love you at all, alright? And that by her text, she meant she was looking forward to having sex with me when we met, when we next met. Oh, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, and I, I bet she was also fucking looking forward to banging that fucking other guy, Max. And that single bed or double bed or whatever it was. Doesn't matter the size of the bed. The point is they slept in it together, okay? She does not respect you. But at the same time, you gotta hold yourself to account. You can't. You can't be doing this shit. She also said correctly, I guess, that she can post whatever she wants to her Insta. Uh, yeah, she can. She can definitely post whatever she wants to her Insta. And you can also be with whatever girl you want to be with. And you don't have to be with this bitch, so fucking walk. Dump her. My girlfriend doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong with all this. Yeah, because she's an idiot. Alright? I'd, I'd, I'd be more forgiving if she was like 18, 19. You're 25, alright? Grow the fuck up. This is ridiculous. Am I going insane or just being overprotective? My head is in a spin. You are not going insane and you're not being overprotective. You know what you are doing? You have common fucking sense. Alright? Your girlfriend doesn't. Stop. The fact that you are questioning yourself. The mere fact that you are questioning yourself over this shit. And you're not questioning her. You're with an absolutely... You're with a narcissistic piece of shit. Okay? This girl's very immature. She is confused. She doesn't know what she wants. She, I, I would actually argue that she doesn't come from a healthy background. And she's got issues with herself that she has to unpack and sort out. And she hasn't lived her life. Alright? Let me tell you something right now. 
That is not your fucking problem, okay? None of that is your problem. That is not on you to solve. That is on her. You know what you can do? You can walk the fuck away, live your own life, and you can find yourself a girl who's not going to break these kind of fucking boundaries, all right? Because she has nuked these boundaries, okay? And the fact that she can't recognize the problem when she's not even considering how you feel about this because you have problems with this just shows you what a piece of shit she is, all right? You know what you you know what you do? You dump it, and it's going to be a... You are going to look back... You, Dude, you're going to have a blast dumping this one, okay? Break up with her. Get out of it. You know what you tell her? When she comes home from this trip after she's just been, you know, bakakied by all these other guys, this is what you do, all right? You sit her down. You'd be like, sweetheart, uh, I know you banged Max. And I don't care what size the bed was. I don't care if it was a queen, king, single, Double. I don't care if you got it from Ikea, fanta Fantastic Furniture, or wherever the fuck. Alright? Go be with him. Go run off to him. Go be with him. Alright? Go have fun. Go have fun with all his friends. Because, uh, yeah, guess what? Guess what? We're not sleeping in the same bed anymore because this is fucking over. It's done. Walk away, dude. Get the fuck out of this. Have, get some self-esteem. Walk away from this. Alright? <clears throat> You're better than this. This is bullshit. Alright? That is the podcast. I had a blast. Thank you very much for joining. I love your company. I need a fucking better outro, I swear to God. Send your questions to bensfield.outlook.com. Email's in the uh, description below. Make sure you hit us a follow. Make sure you... Uh, what else do you do? Like and subscribe onto the YouTube shit. And uh, I'll catch you kids next week. Make sure you stay safe. You keep it real. And you don't let those clowns around town bring you down. All right. I'll catch you soon. Laters, boys.